Hello and welcome to the SKY Coaching Podcast. This podcast is for people who are experiencing chronic fatigue syndrome and want to improve their quality of life, to regain their health and to feel like themselves again. I'm a chronic fatigue coach and I want to help you start taking action to live the life you want to live. I keep my podcast short, sweet and helpful as I know energy is limited when it comes to CFS. If at any point you are interested in my coaching service, you can find out more information at www.sunkissedyoga.co.uk. Hello and welcome to today's episode. Today I'm going to be explaining how you can exercise with chronic fatigue syndrome. So this is this episode is directed at people who are not currently in a flare-up. If you are in a flare-up, um, then without knowing your personal circumstances, my suggestion would be unconditional rest to recover. But for those of us who are not in a flare-up, but we are feeling maybe scared about exercising in case we trigger symptoms, or if you do exercise but don't know how much you can push yourself or what is best to do, then this podcast is for you. So movement is medicine, that's a fact. So some movement is always better than none. The tricky part with chronic fatigue is that some movements can make you feel like crap. And if you overexert yourself, you'll feel something um, in your body that is caused post, I can never say this word, post-exertional malaise, which basically means you have overdone your energy threshold for the day and it is very counterintuitive to recovery. So not beneficial at all. But if you can find a form of movement that works for you, then the benefits can be amazing because we know that inactivity or a sedentary lifestyle can make symptoms of fatigue worse, such as joint aches and pains, uh, you know, stiffness and low mood are all um, heightened by a sedentary lifestyle. If we can introduce movement carefully and appropriately, then it can really support you to recover by improving your sleep quality, your body's functionality and strength, and boost your endorphin levels and your anti-inflammatories. So all of these things are going to really support you to feeling a lot better. So intuitively, your body will know if it feels like doing some kind of movement. You might feel weak and not particularly motivated, but deep down within you, you'll know if doing some movement is going to make you feel a bit better than you currently do. So if you feel like, um, if you feel like you are in a place where you can do a little bit of movement or you're kind of ready to start testing your limits, let's say a really good place to start is low intensity and low impact movements. And I'm calling it movement, not exercise, because exercise has connotations of being, you know, competitive and quite intense. So I'm saying the word movement, but I'm essentially referring to exercise. Um, So things such as walking, yoga, swimming are all great. Also, more importantly than exercise or movement is your surroundings. You don't want to be in the middle of a group class or really far away from home if you're testing your movement limits. So rather than going to, say, a group yoga class where you don't really know what you're going to get, try doing some at home in the comfort of your own space. This means if you do start getting brain fog or feeling fatigued, then you don't have to drive home or explain to anyone else, you know, why you're leaving. You can just take your um, take yourself to rest and go to bed. 
and this will also lower the kind of pre-exercise anxiety levels. It is important to start being more social at some point on your road to recovery from chronic fatigue, but it's best to wait until you've established your current boundaries with movement and with exercise and then feeling in control enough to go to a public class or further afield, etc. The reason yoga is my first suggestion is, as you probably know, this was how I made a full recovery from CFS. But the reasons behind that are the physical practice of yoga is great for your body, as well as being low impact and low intensity. But you can also, the good thing about yoga is that you can up the intensity whenever you want to. So you can kind of progress at your own pace. Yoga comes in so many different varieties these days. Sometimes it's super slow and restorative. Sometimes it's fast and more like a body weight workout. So you really can tailor it to suit you each day without the need for much else, even any equipment, like just a yoga mat or even just a towel will do. But the best thing about yoga is not that it improves uh, just your physical body, well, initially, but the best thing about it is that it improves your mind-body connection, your ability to feel into and understand your body and its needs. This is completely invaluable when it comes to recovery from chronic fatigue syndrome. As we know, because we have a tendency to dissociate from our bodies with CFS, this is a form of escapism, and this can happen very subconsciously, so it basically happens without you even knowing it. Being disconnected from your body leads to things like confusion, overwhelm, and a lack of control, and you basically being unable to identify what your intuition is telling you your body needs. It's never a good idea to become very disconnected to your body. It has endless repercussions, but we can't always help it in cases of you know, illness or injury. But a good way to improve it is through yoga. Just by moving gently and breathing with awareness, this is going to anchor you into the present moment and take you out of your head and back into your body right now. Trust me, your body and your mind will thank you for doing some yoga. And this is one of the most important parts um, of seeing, like, of seeing uh, improvements in your symptoms and then promoting full recovery. So let's say you've been walking and maybe doing some yoga and you feel like you want to include some more exercise into your life, but you don't know how or what and if it's going to make you ill. So there is like, this is a phase of recovery um, and it's always, we're always changing. We're always growing with CFS. So we have to like constantly check in with our boundaries. And there is an element of recovering from CFS of testing your boundaries. And sometimes we do just have to try things to find out what we can and can't do right now. But my biggest bit of advice would be take all of the pressure off yourself for example, if you want to try going to the gym and you used to be super fit, but now you don't feel that way, but you want to get back into gymming, it's a really important um, or really good idea, let's say, to have low expectations of yourself and not to go throwing yourself in the deep end. You have to accept that you won't be feeling like you used to. And that in itself will allow you to have less resentment and anger or even shame sometimes when you try and do a workout. 
that array of emotions that comes with trying um trying to exercise but then not fulfilling your expectations are honestly half the reason why intense exercise makes you feel worse or triggers a flare-up just stop and think about it for a moment if you go to the gym and expect too much of yourself you're going to feel disappointed frustrated and self-loathing this will lead to a lot of stress on your nervous system which will impact your immune system function and therefore make you ill. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. However, if you go to the gym or whatever it is you want to try, a run or a new class, and have no expectations, just the fact that you went and did the bare minimum is a huge success. It's more than you did yesterday. And if you truly see the value in that and appreciate your body for for its functionality, and ability to heal, then we're encouraging emotions of gratitude, happiness, and empowerment. These will improve your immune system function as they are, you know, they're associated with higher levels of happy hormones in the body and ultimately less stress, which is what we're aiming for. So if you want to try a new form of exercise, do it, but have no expectations and during and after express gratitude for your body through journaling or you can vocalize it. This approach is a classic example of imperfect action, which I've done another podcast on if you're interested in learning more about that. It's essentially not having an all or nothing approach. And the most successful people in this world practice imperfect action. And it's so, so important when we're looking at recovering from chronic fatigue syndrome, because that's definitely not gonna be perfect or even sort of tangibly um what's the right word here we don't know what to expect all the time so it can't possibly be perfect just because you can't do the exercise you want to do right now you're still doing what you can do and that is your best and that is so much more sustainable and ultimately will get you to recovery faster than having an all or nothing approach Also remember that all movement is a form of exercise. It doesn't have to be going to the gym or even yoga. Things like, really simple things like cleaning your house or doing the shopping are all forms of movement. And it will depend on where you're at along your road to recovery, what activities you are doing and are looking to do, um, but also how you're feeling on that exact day because we know with fatigue, it can fluctuate frequently. My final point today is around lowering your anxiety around making your symptoms worse or causing a flare-up, basically. It's of course normal to feel scared because flare-ups can lead to you spending weeks in bed for some, which is really the last thing we want. So your anxiety is completely valid, but it is not particularly helpful. And I I know that it's something that is gonna hold you back because it does for so many people. Anxiety is really closely linked with lower immunity. So already you're putting yourself in a vulnerable position. And because of this, you're almost manifesting your fate, if you will, if you believe in manifesting or not. Basically being anxious is going to um, make you ill because it's lowering your immune system. And then you're gonna get stuck in this vicious cycle of like a self-fulfilling prophecy because you're gonna get more anxious and it's just gonna keep going round and round. 
So reflecting on this and journaling around your triggers and what your limits are can be super beneficial. This will allow you to feel more in control of your condition and understand your limits so you don't have to constantly be fearful that some tiny little thing is going to trigger your symptoms. Writing things down is really important because obviously with chronic fatigue, brain fog is a um, a side effect of that. It's something that's very common with fatigue, which means you probably don't remember that much. So if you write down your triggers, that's going to help you start to remember them and be more aware of them. And this, again, is where yoga and mindfulness comes in, because living more mindfully will help you pay attention to the present and take you out of all of the what ifs in your head that are causing your anxiety. They're at the root of your anxiety. The truth is we make up a lot of our suffering in our head. So if we can be more mindful about what is actually happening, we'll feel clearer and calmer and more grounded aka less anxious, and we'll be able to really see what is actually causing the flare-ups and what the story we're telling ourselves um, in our head is. And these are two important distinctions to make, but it can be very hard when you're wrapped up in intrusive thoughts about being unwell. I hope that this is helpful and I completely empathise with being anxious around aggravating your symptoms. Even now, five years on, I still get anxious if I feel like I'm not nourishing my body optimally or God forbid if I don't have a good night's sleep. But I have to remind myself that the worst thing we can do for our health is cause excessive stress and long-term stress on our body. Stress is the reason 90% of people go to the doctor. It is like the number one underlying cause for most chronic illnesses and injuries. And anxiety and negative emotions are common stresses. So when we work on managing these better, we start to see improvements in mental and physical health. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you feel like you could use some support and practical advice on how to recover from chronic fatigue syndrome, then I am always happy to have a chat. You can find me on Instagram at SKY underscore coaching underscore.